0: what you're
1: dealing with here.
2: Doctor I assure you these men are hand-picked. They can deal with anything provided they can see it. Right men take up positions.
1: Take his arms. Move him back to the truck.
2: Welcome to Two Guys, A Girl, and A Podcast. Uh, we're talking classic Doctor Who today, and we're talking about a Sylvester McCoy episode called Remembrance of the Daleks. I am Ken. Jeff. Annie. And Remembrance of the Daleks, um, what year? 25th season. 25th um, season of Doctor Who, the original, 25th, 1988. Before we get into it, um, Doctor Who News anything um worth reporting?
1: The only thing I've heard is that Russell T. Davis said that Disney wouldn't be really interfering in the episodes as much, which some people had been afraid of. That's one thing I was concerned. I was picturing a Euro Disney episode um, so it's good to hear that they're not going to be doing that, hopefully.
2: I don't know. <laughs> We should we could potentially do a podcast once we get closer we could potentially do a podcast on the whole Disney and everything that's going on um yeah uh, we'll see i I feel like if you're a bo- I don't know if Disney's considered your boss in this whole thing but if they are you, you don't want to say anything that's gonna make them mad so that's true um there might be still some influence. I also heard that they're they're doing they they are going to do more animated episodes. Oh, that's good. Of the classic series, so that was I don't know if that's if Disney's doing that. That's what I was hoping for. Instead of the uh, but I don't know if that's the case.
0: They didn't say. Yeah. Is that which
1: ones are doing?
2: What was that?
1: You say which ones are animating?
0: Oh yeah, they did. Um, one was a heart knoll. Oh, what? Oh, I can't remember.
2: Was it underwater menace?
0: Yeah, underwater menace, and one was a heart knoll. I was oh the smugglers.
2: Okay. Bit random episodes there. Now is this because of um, uh, what's his name? Um, who's the complainer? It's
0: part about? of the season, so they can do the box set.
2: Oh, okay. okay.
1: That makes sense.
2: Who's that complainer, the fan, Ian?
1: Uh,
0: Ian Levine?
2: Ian Levine had come out and said he was just going on and on about animated episodes after they canceled them. And and then shortly afterwards, they announced they were doing animation episodes. Do you think Ian now credits himself for bringing back the animated episodes? Because he was complaining about it?
1: Maybe, but I mean, somehow I doubt it's due to him.
2: Okay. <laughs> they got funding from somewhere else, they said.
0: Uh, so yeah, Disney. <laughs> but they're not but they're not saying it's from
1: Disney. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah, that's odd. If it was Disney, I'd think Disney would be bragging about it.
0: Yeah. I don't know if Disney's doing it or not. They're not well, they're not let's just say they're not saying it's by Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be, and they're being quiet about it, but
2: they're not saying. Okay. Uh, in terms of anything that anyone's watched recently or has enjoyed, or
0: I've I've read uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, but it was a graphic novel. Oh. Instead, but they use Bella Lugosi likeness and they got permission from his estate to use his likeness in the graphic novel and they did didn't do it like the movie but they did it like the book instead and it was actually pretty yeah it was pretty pretty interesting yeah.
2: I watched um Return of the Vampire I think it was called that was the unofficial sequel to Dracula it wasn't done by Universal but Bela Ghosi played a vampire and it was it was pretty good it was on par with those movies of that era not as good as dracula but probably you know better to a degree than some of the like son of dracula and stuff like that with bella lugosi of course who um you know does a really good you know he's not playing the same vampire but he acts just like dracula so it's like okay mm-hmm.
0: that's how you always act. he always acts
2: like dracula yeah, yeah well that's true even especially if he, even if he's playing like a werewolf or something, like uh, or he played uh, he played Frankenstein one time too. But that well, I've yeah. forgotten that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that was good. What about you, Annie? Anything else? Watching? No, I
1: haven't. I haven't really watched anything else sci-fi or fantasy. Um, I did see the movie Rosalind, which is about Shakespeare's first—not Shakespeare, Romeo's first girlfriend. Oh, okay, they dumped for Juliet, which I thought was a good movie. Um, I did hear the audio of 529 for the Diary of River song, and that was very good.
2: Okay, speaking of uh, Daleks, <laughs> Remembrance <laughs> of the Daleks, um, this was an episode that I'll have to say, I'm going to give you a sto- quick story of how I first watched this episode. I had made a contact with someone. In England. Uh no, you know what? It was probably someone from Unit, the fan club unit, who was getting these episodes directly from England. So we were while we were waiting impatiently for these stupid things to show up in America, I got the episode Remembrance of Daleks, probably about a month after it aired. You know, and the, for newbies who are listening to this, they're like, What are you talking about? You can get it right away. It's like, No, we had to wait sometimes years for these things to pop up. But so I got a very early copy of it and I was very <laughs> excited, like a month after it aired or whatever, staying away from spoilers and stuff. And I watched the first episode before I had to go into school. I think if if I'm remembering this correctly, remembrance, school or college, college, okay, okay, college is school too. You know. Well, yeah, no, yeah, the elementary school, no, but uh, I'm I'm older, and um, I was blown away by this ep- that first episode, just absolutely blown away. And when I was watching it the other day for this. I was remembering every single line of dialogue and every music cue and everything. I was just, okay. So <laughs> anyhow, that's a spoiler that I like this episode.
0: Uh, mark this down. Ken likes something.
2: Wow. <laughs> well, that's the second episode in a row. We, we did the deadly assassin just a short while ago. And I like that. one.
0: I always thought that this should have been the 25th anniversary special, uh, episode story and not the silver nemesis because this one was far better and had more more to give in the you know for the background than
2: silver nemesis which was just well this was the whole 25th anniversary season right didn't they do mm-hmm. like say every episode was supposed to be like a 25th and this the silver nemesis isn't it the same story yeah the side are going after some gallifreying thing or something it was ridiculous yeah
0: it was Mm -hmm. you know this one was the hand of Omega in the casket and the other one was the nemesis statue
2: very disappointed with silver nemesis
0: yeah i still i think it's still better than some of the recent cyberman stories
1: though yeah i haven't seen it recently enough to comment so oh it's the one with the
0: it's uh, what? No, now we're getting off topic. But I always yeah. hated that one because the stupid gold coins killed the Cybermen. I hated that. Oh, okay.
2: Or I'll the watch arrow- again. Gold arrows too. Yeah. Well, we can watch it for one of our viewings. We haven't. I don't think we've watched it for our no. We have this series yet. So okay. But remember, it's a Daleks. Um, speaking of pacing, this story is paced so amazingly well it is just non-stop either action or it's just back and forth back and forth and it's it's um it's so well directed who's the director um andrew morgan and and oh, and of course the writer ben Aronovich i once i saw this episode i was like these guys both of these should be doing this all the time they, they should be doing more doctor who episodes because this was like um i, I can't explain to you how well I, plus it tied into continuity and it and it maybe made a few people upset but it tied in it had um coal hill school yep. it, was, it was taking place shortly after the it, it, it sort of rewrote the whole the first episode where the doctor was there, but he was dropping off, or he had a, uh, the hand of Omega, which I could see some people being upset with, but um, I thought it worked perfectly. They, did, they made an effort to fit it into this the whole thing. It also, now I'm, now I'm rambling, so sorry. Hmm. It also took the Daleks, you know how the first time we see the Daleks, it's a claw? And then from that point on, we saw the bubbling green thing. It it took that and fixed it by creating two factions of Daleks. Mm -hmm. And so I thought the continuity in this was perfect. And it fit in perfectly with everything with Doctor Who. And it was so well written. Um, There was some negatives in it, I think. But uh, we'll get to those. But I, I, you know, calm down.
1: (coughs) I did like... I did like all the callbacks to the first episodes. Like they had the French Revolution book that Dace looked yep. at that Susan read. Oh
2: yeah. yeah.
1: They mentioned that when the doctor first came into the building I was talking to the principal or headmaster. Um they asked if he was applying for their caretaker position, which we saw later on with um Oh god I'm good. Oh
2: Michael. Peter Capaldi. Oh Peter Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I thought I was surprised about that. that I noticed that.
2: Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't. I for, I missed up on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And of course, we have, you know, the cold school. We've got the junkyard. Yeah. So so I liked all mm. those callbacks.
2: Yeah. I, I just. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a fan of Doctor Who, you, you just sort of like that whole that that ties right in and everything. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if the doctor's plan is necessarily the best plan. He's a little malicious in this because he's kind of like, go ahead and take the hand of Omega and then boom, you know, and
0: he's a lot more. This is where he becomes darker.
2: Yeah, yes. he's kind of. And, and then I guess the biggest thing would be and maybe the falls have left Galif or left Scarrow, but he blows up Scaro. <laughs> Listen, were there any falls left on the planet?
0: It's a working bad, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, if you're going to criticize anything, I guess that would be one thing. But I thought they might have, I might have been like Planet of the Daleks. They might have been coming back or something. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. One thing I was to wondering: how to get the hand of Omega to begin with?
0: He stole it when he escaped Gallifrey way, way back.
1: Why would he say so
0: we back? supposedly thought when he was the first doctor or whatever number he is that that was mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think Hamlet would have been though. after it would have been after him a lot longer if he actually had stolen that, so
2: yeah, I mean i don't we don't know the whole story, maybe they just didn't know he did it,
1: or they and didn't care
2: it was in an archive place or whatever and he, I don't know why I mean it's a powerful weapon, but um. And they made an illusion that he was part of that whole creation of it because he goes, You know, we were working on the prototype, and then Ace goes, What? And it's like, Oh, you know, like he made a mistake. It was, there was a, a plan during this era to kind of show that the doctor was maybe involved with Rassilon and he was more important than just a, a person that just left. Mm -hmm. Gallifrey and of course they they Went into that further with the New adventure novels when they Continued the show Um, It's a Deep episode in terms of Continuity and everything because if you're not In all that stuff you're Kind of like you know like especially if you watch this before you watch past episodes, you will go, wait a minute, was the Hannah Omega in Unearthly Child? Was it uh, mentioned before? You know, I a-
0: always come to think, you know, when he's walking back to the junkyard when Unearthly Child starts, I think that's where he dumped the uh, was the beginning of when he dumped the casket off at the yeah uh, yeah. That's what I always thought of.
2: Yeah, definitely could have been that.
0: And Ena and Barbara ruined
2: it all. <laughs> well he got distracted for what uh, 25 years and then like well, well now i'm coming back for it.
0: well he came back he wasn't gone for that to them he wasn't gone for that long
2: yeah well yeah he just eventually i'll go back and, and get it you know yeah you're right
1: mm-hmm. um well 25 years did nothing to a time lord so
2: yeah um this whole setup this first episode is amazing we have a we have a creepy kid it's like what what's that what's that kid doing um just the the setup of it we we bounce back and forth the editing is really good they bounce back and forth between this scene and that scene what's going on what's the doctor and ace doing i don't know why ace is walking in the middle of uh with a a, huge, an adventure with a boom box. Boom box.
0: And did you see yeah. like when the, the when Mike was in the restaurant and he saw the look of his face when she's he's like, What the hell is she carrying? Like yes. the radio she's looking at the radio.
2: Or how what she looks like too. I mean, it's just to talk about someone that it's almost as bad as well anyways. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that she didn't I don't know why she had the boom box. It was kind of stupid. But they use they use it later on for a plot device. Uh, I just like the setup. We have uh, something's going on, and there's this and this and this, and the whole the tent the build up. I've never Doctor Who doesn't usually build up tension like it does in this episode. I mean, first off, it's called Remembrance of the Daleks, so it's not like it's a big surprise or anything like that. But there's this build up of like the Doctor gets involved and. Um, we see the body of the soldier and he, you know, it's just, you don't see, I, I've never experienced this in Doctor Who before. It was one of those situations where I was like, you know, when you're watching an action-packed movie and you can get your adrenaline going, I was getting adrenaline. Even watching it um, recently, I was like, wow, this is really, really, you know, probably one of the best directed episodes and written at least that first episode. And then when they reveal the the when the the Dalek blast goes off, it was just like like seeing um, the best like the the Jurassic Park dinosaurs for the first time. It's like oh my god, that's like the, some of the best special effects we've ever seen in. Doctor yeah, because
0: when it hit the guy, you saw the skull the skeleton.
2: Yeah. Yes. And he flies backwards, and it's like oh my god, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did a real good job on that. Yeah. And and when he, you could see what what the Dalek was saying through his ice eye, eyepiece. Yeah. That was neat. Yeah. That's
2: mm-hmm. the first time we'd seen that. And or yeah. no. No, that was not the first time we saw that because we saw when Barbara was attacked, we see it point of view. First time we see a it, Dalek it's the point of view. So this is the first time um well not the first time, this is well it a was different though. That was just, uh, but it was like a throwback to that. Yeah.
0: About. Yeah, exactly and we get to see how the daleks go upstairs for the first time
2: one of the best cliffhangers probably the best cliffhanger was like we knew he trips. You know, yeah he trips. i mean we've never seen you know it's kind of like i mean these days people are spoiled with daleks like yeah of course they can f- go upstairs no this is the first time we saw that yes it wasn't like the first time we saw that was in the dalek you know or dalek or whatever but um i i just you know geeking out on this episode i just thought the um i just love the um the dialogue in this the reveal like a soldier versus doctor and stuff it's like you're not going to be able to do anything about it ace give me some of that nitro nine you're not carrying you know <laughs> yes
0: <laughs>
2: um it just uh, everything about it was just the acting and everything um i'm sorry i'm gonna have to slow down my uh
0: enthusiasm
2: enthusiasm for this one because it doesn't my initial watching of this was just i was like punching the sky and going crazy and like being super geek and even now it 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 still has that same effect on me to a degree um The second episode does something very interesting. It introduces a lot of extra characters. There's a lot of characters involved in this, and we have the whole um, professor Professor Jensen and Allison, and we have the Ratcliffe plotline. Uh, we have our male character hero, uh, Mike Smith, who turns out to be
1: a, a bad guy.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, we have the little girl running around. There's a lot of a lot of things going around. You're like, what is going on? Who's what? You know, is the headmaster involved in this? Who's the vicar? You know, it's just a lot of these different characters, and it all comes together really well. Um, they all have motivation. Ratcliffe is trying to steal the technology, uh, and Mike doesn't know he's working for the Daleks, and blah, 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 and all this. So just, uh, I'll... Shut up for a second. Let you guys talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of like uh, got it all there.
2: <laughs> well, so the the Daleks are done a little bit differently. They ha- they are done with a different wheels on them, so they wobble.
1: I don't. I think noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know if we've seen that before, but they they move better, but they also wobble a little bit. They wobbled sh- a lot.
0: <laughs> but i think most of it has to do with what the, the way they were on those roads
2: mm-hmm.
0: because the ones in the school didn't wobble just nope. the ones that were yeah. outside they wobbled a lot
2: well i think they used casters before and i don't think they you know they were trying to improve on it so they were using some sort of um whatever they were using rubber wheels or whatever they just sort of moved they wobbled a little bit and um i keep saying a little bit but yeah you're right but maybe when they were on smooth ground they were better um one of my favorite scenes uh was not an action scene was when the doctor's talking to he's in the cafe and he's talking about um what he should or should not do and stuff like that um it was a really interesting conversation um the show had a ability to slow down and just sort of, you know, I just, <laughs> there's some stuff that doesn't make much sense. What is the home hand of Omega? Why put a bat in it? And then the bat all of a sudden is super powered. What is it? Why is it doing that? And, you know, there's a couple of things that don't make much sense.
0: Um, Michael Sheard was in this one. He's been in a lot of Doctor Who episodes. Yeah. He was the headmaster. Yeah.
2: He was also in, um, this is where I didn't do my research. He was in, he was in uh,
0: Castrovalva.
2: He was in um, Revenge of the of Cybermen, I think. He was in Blake 7. He was in Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. Oh. Um,
0: Michael Sheard was in The Ark the Mind of Evil, Pyramids of Mars, the Invisible Enemy, and Castrovalva.
2: Was he in Reve- oh, Visible Enemy. That's what I was thinking on that Revenge Assignment. Oh, that
0: Stafford Jones was in... No,
2: he was in... Um,
0: he's also in The Empire Strikes Back. He gets choked out by Darth Vader. Yeah. Does he? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Empire. Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, Pamela Salem was chosen for What's of Death, and she was also the voice of so, Zoltanen so in the face of evil.
2: It's an episode of Space 1999, too. Pamela Salem? Um, yeah, I just said that. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I must have been muting. I'll let you do that then. I thought the music was really good in this. Um, I I just. um, the Daleks' voices were a little off. They were yelling <laughs> more so than usual. I thought, what are you doing? It's like, okay, calm down, guys. You know. They had
0: four people doing the voices. They had Roy Skelton, John Leeson, Royce Mills, and Brian Miller who were doing the Dalek voices.
1: Yeah, the, that was interesting. They had John Leeson back.
2: Yeah, they had four different voices doing the Daleks.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. I, I Maybe I forgot about that. John Leeson was doing the voices i i did like the the there was a double reveal here where it was that's why i like the writing in this because you're trying it was trying to trick you and at one point we see something like that dalek controller and we're like who is that could that be davros that and was it turns, my first thought yeah. yeah and it turns around it's the little girl and then we see the dalek emperor for the first time in, in years and you're like no, that's not the Dalek Emperor. That's Davros. And you're like, wow. You know, maybe. Yeah, I'm they
0: did. No, they did do it because I always, when I first watched it, I thought the controller was Davros mm. and it ended up being the girl.
2: Yeah. So it was like a double, a double trick. Kind of like, I, we got gotcha, you, you know. And the only thing I, I didn't necessarily like about the Davros thing was, why was Davros inside of that thing in the first place, he was surrounded by Daleks
0: because they wanted to trick you thinking he was the other thing
2: that they were on to trick the viewer, but, but did he, did the Daleks know it was him? I mean, why, why in theory he shouldn't have been, well, you know what I mean? It was yeah. just for the viewer. In other words, so it was kind of a, a, a weak gimmick, but, but it worked for us anyways. Was like, yeah, it did. What? Yeah. Uh, with, uh, Carrie Malloy as Davros. This
0: was the last story that the Daleks appeared in the original run.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah. And.
1: Um, was this the last time we saw Ace's bat? Because I know she broke it when she was attacking the Daleks.
2: Probably. Broke it. it broke. I think so. Oh, yeah. well, the, did she use broke. it? In, did she use it in previous
0: episodes? I mean, episodes after
2: this. Or did she use it in any episodes besides Remembrance of
1: <laughs>
0: I don't think sure. so. I
2: haven't, I I haven't seen the
1: episode so. Sylvester McCoy era enough to tell you. No. It I did mean, make me think of the special with Jodie Whittaker, which I know is your favorite, Ken. But the she was attacking the dogs with the bat there. so.
0: I think that was the next time she used the bat, was
2: yeah
0: the last whitaker story
2: yeah um yeah i mean it was odd that she was carrying everything that she needed for the episode i mean i guess you could argue that tom baker sometimes had his pockets full of stuff she had
0: that she had that backpack so
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i guess but it's just like I'll have to go back now and see did, did did she have the bat in any other episode or just happen to carry it. I'm gonna do something. Yeah, case- I
0: don't I don't think so. <laughs> well, I don't remember.
2: She certainly used it a lot in this. She,
0: she did. in yeah. Happiness Patrol, she didn't and Greatest Show in the Galaxy. She had that stupid slingshot in Silver Nemesis.
2: Mm. Um, but I loved her action scenes. Um I liked her as a companion because she didn't just sit around and scream or anything like that she was she was able to kill daleks and um you know whatever
1: yeah i think this episode was a good one to show people why they like days so much why she yeah. was such a, a good companion
2: yeah uh let's see here i i, I think the cliff one of the cliffhangers was kind of the one where um the
0: I'm mean, gonna guess the one that you didn't like was the episode three one where he goes. I think I miscalculated.
2: Yeah, he looks right at the camera and says, "Do I made a mistake?" And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't like. I, didn't like that. <laughs> uh, I loved Look. the special weapons Dalek. I was like, oh,
0: that thing is, is uh, the best. It comes yeah. waddling in and it just blows up two <laughs> two Daleks yes. with one shot. Yeah. they got a, They got in trouble for those scenes because. Really? Uh, yeah when they were filming it because they used so much explosives that oh. some, someone called the fire department and the fire department showed up
2: yeah when they blew up that door that big do- um, gate or whatever it, it people were like you could hear it and for i don't know if it set off car alarms or whatever but it was ridiculously bigger than they thought it was going to be i remember hearing about that at the time yeah so that's a uh, oops <laughs> Um yeah there's uh, at one point she she goes oh too bad Bernard wasn't here uh they they have their problems their own problems re- reaching out to Bernard rocket group which would have been a crater mess so i like how they kind of tied that into doctor who continuity that that whole crater mess thing would be canon cuz it's just mentioned in doctor who <laughs>
0: oh okay that
2: i didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. pick up on that yeah, Bernard, Greater Mass, you know, they they mentioned it. Um, and, of course, we have the famous scene, which Ace is about turning the TV off or leaves the room or whatever, just as we see the announcement, new TV series, duh. You know, and then we cut off of it, but um, it's supposed to be Doctor Who, because this is supposed to take place in 1963.
1: Yes. There might of something else in that room. That's no colored sign.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I read that people want to have her to have a stronger reaction to it, and like take it down and destroy it and stuff. But yeah, it was, it was just surprising. And I didn't really, it was unexpected. I didn't really think of the times like that. So mm. that's my well, privilege, I guess.
0: It goes with the theme of the, of the story of racism and fascism and all that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I think they did a good job. They, they, like you said, they didn't make a big deal of that. Um, and Mike at the end saying taking care of our own and stuff like that. So they definitely touched upon it. And the Daleks was meant to be a representation of that because you have two different races battling each other. One mm-hmm. is supposed to be the pure, and the other one not. But they both think that they're okay and stuff. And I, I really because that fit so well into the Dalek continuity, I just absolutely love the idea that we had two factions. Um, but certainly there's political, a political statement there, which is very, I think it's done really well. It yeah. It wasn't
1: over. You did it, They didn't hit you over the head with it. Yeah. You know, it was incorporated so well into the story. Yeah.
2: So you didn't, you didn't have Jody Whitaker at the end say, you know, rah, rah, and start com- explaining it all. And anything like that, just, <laughs> you know, it just, it is what it is, and then if you pick up on it or you talk about it later and go, oh, yeah, this is really, you know, that time period and blah, 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 and stuff like that. And that's why Ace has such a reaction, Um, you, you know, is really, like, you know, hates Mike after that because of his, well, mostly because he's a traitor, but mm-hmm. uh, also because of that attitude he has and stuff. And, of course, Mike gets his own. He gets shot and we see uh, a close-up of his dead face and then we see it later on. It's like, yeah, we know he's dead. You don't have to keep showing us his face but I guess it's meant to be a <laughs> important part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the scene where the Doctor gets into the ship and he's talking to the Dalek and um, I thought that was really good. Again, another slowdown of story a little bit. And, of course, he goes, at one point he says, you know, I'm not going to talk a doctor, a Dalek to death or something like that. And then at the end of the episode, he talks a Dalek to death, (laughs) which (laughs) is probably the weakest part of the whole thing. I don't know. The Dalek's not a robot. I, I don't know why. I don't know how that would work. But. And it was silly. It spins around and, you know, it's like, uh, I I don't know. What would you guys think of that scene?
1: I thought it was good. I mean, we don't really see the doctor talking to having that kind of conversation with Daleks too, too often.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, could he have the ability just to, like, convince a Dalek to blow up? I mean, I guess in a way he... um, he does the same thing in dalek doesn't he, he kind of convinces the, the the um you know the dalek to destroy itself
1: that's what it made me think of yeah
2: yeah so after after the doctor destroys the thals and anyone visiting scarrow or anything um no wait a minute that's not bad that's uh, i thought that the whole setup was a little weak you know like he i'm gonna hide the hand of omega but not hide it that well. I'm going to put it in a gravestone with the Omega sign on it so every idiot can find it, see where it is.
1: Plus, with people watching, you know, it's really out in the open.
2: Yeah. But, and it's kind of like, I guess the Daleks are gullible. We got it. The doctor's like, oh no, don't do it. Don't push the button. You know, it's like, kind of, are the Daleks and that stupid? They, and they do. And yeah. Well I
0: mean, more or less he tricked them, that that was the whole point.
2: Yeah, but it was the trick was a little weak. It was kinda like I guess Davros is not that smart.
1: <laughs> well he's been defeated before, so
2: Yeah, yeah. And we actually see him escape this time, whereas in the past it would just be like he would die and then he'd be like, Oh, he's back. But we actually Like the see Master, that. yeah. Yeah. Um the effect of the time controller is a little weak. You can go down to any store and pick up one of those things. It's a one of those uh, static electricity globes.
1: Yes, I saw one of them um, at the. Um, it was either Harvard Museum or the MIT Museum.
0: Yeah. I was Spen- in
2: high school, so.
0: Spencer's always gifts. Spencer's yeah. gifts always sold that thing.
2: My daughter has one of them. She has a time controller up in her room. <laughs> Should have her go out and play hopscotch, and then pick up the. We need the time controller. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I do like the whole structure of the story. I thought it it keeps it keeps you on your toes. It's surprising. There's a lot of continuity. It that fits well. It says a lot. There's good action, good pacing. I just um. You know, I could easily say this is my favorite Sylvester McCoy episode. Although I do like Curse of Fenric a lot. Yeah,
0: Cursofenric's a good one. Yeah, it is.
2: And I I, I would have to say this has got to be in my top ten classic episodes. Because I just, you know, especially, you know, I, I don't know what you guys, you know, I'll bring this up. When you guys watch these episodes, sometimes you haven't seen them in years and other times, you know you have these these memories and go okay I, I remember liking this episode And then you watch it and sometimes they're better sometimes they're the same and sometimes you might find them to be ooh, i don't remember that being as good as, as you know or as bad as that you know or whatever but this one was one of those ones that i'm like you know what i i, I enjoy it as much or better than i remember
1: I did enjoy it. The one thing I, that bothered me this time watching it was the music. It just seemed so disco, and I don't remember Uh-oh. getting that impression when I first saw it. But of course, that was the music of the times then.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, it was
0: like eighty-eight. I was there, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: it's um, it's a little dated. I remember I was a big soundtrack guy when it come when it came to Doctor Who, so I tried to get as many of the soundtracks. And some of them from this these eras were hard to find. Uh, the musician, I don't know if he about, Oh, Kef, Kef McCullough who did the uh, opening theme music and stuff like that I, I really liked his stuff and I did pick up a couple of his uh, I think they might have been unofficial soundtracks but they were his music or whatever I really did enjoy that at that time but yeah some of it was yeah I don't think it bothers me as much but um, it's not quite as uh doesn't fit in as well as it used to. It yeah. wasn't as acceptable. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> see that. I do like the uh, whole rice pudding speech that the doctor puts on. I thought Sves McCoy was really good in this, for the most part. Um, he's not necessarily my favorite doctor, but I think for what he they wanted him to do in this, his relationship with with Ace um, is excels in this one. Mm-hmm. a lot. I think it does better in cursive of Fenric, but um, one of my favorite scenes, and I don't know if it was when they were showing the Davros on the screen, the computer screen, and it was in black and white. It just looked really creepy to me. Yeah,
0: it, was, it did. It looked pretty cool.
2: It, yeah. it looked, because I think black and white sometimes looks better. Like, I think the Damons is, is a better episode in black and white than it is in color. <laughs> you know, I, I just, when I first saw the, the demons or demons or whatever, the first time I ever saw that was in black and white. And then they colorized it years later. And I thought it was looked better in black and white. I thought it was more um, moody or whatever. Not to say that I would want to see Rem Remus of docks in black and white. But when that black and white camera, it just kind of looked scary to it.
1: Mm-hmm. It added a good atmosphere to it, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, I took a lot of notes on this one. I'm kind of going through them. Um, I just write. no. Yeah, I mean, I went on and on too much about this one. I I really, really like that. I don't know. I guess you guys thought it was pretty good. Maybe not as, you didn't like it as much as I did, but.
1: I thought it was good. I'm not as enthusiastic as you are um but i did think it was good again i liked all the the callbacks to to the original doctor and everything
2: yeah
1: um i did like some of the effects i thought the shuttle must have cost a lot to build when they were coming out of the shuttle
2: Mm.
1: so it looks like they spent a lot of money on this episode
2: yeah especially with the explosions and everything yeah yeah definitely
1: So so it was a really good way to start the season Yeah. so
2: I, th- I think to a degree that hurt it a little bit because what else is in this episode? Or sorry, what's what else is in this season? Um uh-huh. hap- Happiness Patrol? Happiness
0: Patrol, Silver Nemesis, and the Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Which I actually oh. like the Greatest Show in the Galaxy. That's actually a pretty good one.
2: Well, it goes downhill from there.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> um and not to say I, I think if the ratings didn't it wasn't let me see how, how it was for ratings. It was like 5 million. Um, I, The next episode had higher ratings, I think. or Or, oh. or, or at least... Uh, Happiness Patrol had a 5.3. No, okay. So this one's 5.5, 5.8, Why is it dropping when it was such a good episode? And that's the thing that used to infuriate me most about ratings is... There were good episodes, but people had already tuned out on them and weren't watching it. So it was frustrating when people. I'm like, wait a minute, why are people not watching this? But, and, and you know, there's not much you could do about it. Not like now where you go, well, how come people aren't watching the Chibnall episodes? Well, it's because they suck. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <sighs> no, you're, you're not wrong about that. You're, you're absolutely right. They suck.
2: Anyways, um,
0: don't say that out loud because you get attacked. <laughs> attacked by- <laughs> well, you remember we we're at the conventions at one palace. Don't say anything bad. We know it sucks. Blah, 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 blah.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> I was surprised by the convention that more I was trying to find controversy and more. Most people, for the most part, agreed that the series, the episodes haven't been as good. So it wasn't. I wasn't finding people that were. I found a few that were like, eh, wasn't. That, you know, there were people that were defending it, and I kind of do that too. I'm like, well, Happiness Patrol isn't that bad, but yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> it
0: was not good. I mean, it's.
2: I don't know. I think the book is better.
1: Yeah, it is. I haven't read
2: the book. Yeah. Because originally the Candyman wasn't supposed to be that stupid thing that we see. It was supposed to be s- something else, and it was—it sounded creepy. Oh. But, but it was like Cause I
0: read the book first before I watched it, and then when I watch it and I see the Candyman, I was like, seriously? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Too bad he wasn't against Colin Baker. That would have been really fantastically visually. Um. Yeah, but because this is the first episode of the season, it kind of goes downhill from there. Silver Nemesis is almost like a retake on this and just not well as well done. And it didn't end, you know, I, I think overall, I don't know where this is thought of, like, in terms of do people like this one? Um Mostly positive. I'm reading
1: like, Wikipedia and saying in reader polls conducted by Doctor Who Magazine, 1988 onwards, *Remembrance of the Daleks* has consistently been voted as one of the greatest Doctor Who's of stories of all time. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so people like it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty good.
0: Yes, yes, it is. It's one of the
2: best ones, except for the um, the wobbly Daleks. Do they could carry on with this old um, Daleks battling Daleks thing? I can't remember. Well, the next time we would have seen them would have been no, so it would have been in the new series. So
1: yeah, right. the new series.
0: No, they d- haven't done that. Yeah.
2: But when there was an episode where Daleks were fighting Daleks in the new series, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, the or- New York one where they had the mutant Daleks.
2: Okay. Oh, yeah, that one. Uh, Anything else about this episode?
1: Don't think so. Nope.
2: Okay, thanks for listening.